Welcome to the Triskillian, the Purica podcast, where it's all about nature, science, you. Hey, that's a Triskillian of snores here on the Triskillian, the Purica podcast. Tom Anik, along with someone who's absolutely driven crazy by my snoring, Tanya Ritko of Team Purica. <laughs> hey, listen, you know, what can I say? I've got to work on my sleep because I know how important it is. Listen, we all know how important it is. But Tanya, how do you characterize sleep? Like, what's the metaphor? How do you describe it? I, mean, I think the best way to think of it is, is a little bit like, I guess, analogy of rebooting your computer. It's, uh, it helps you, allows your, your, our cells to repair and regrow, uh, it com- helps us compile and process our thoughts. Uh, it's, it's, it's such an essential, we need it for survival, obviously, and it, overall it's, um, it's, uh, it helps with all of our functions in our body to be able to, to process and being able to support our immune system. There's a reason why we often say, let's sleep on it because that's when we can make better decisions once we've had a, you know, a solid sleep. You know, we all know that like breathing is obviously essential. Without breath, we're, we're nowhere. Without breath, we're, we're literally dead. Uh, but sleeping is, is pretty close to the top of the charts as well. Like without sleep, we just can't function properly. Uh, and, you know, we'll probably get into the fact that the two are related. The more you can use breath to relax, uh, the more you can sort of manage your stress, probably the better that you sleep. But just how essential is sleep? Well, you know, scientists actually have uh, discovered that broken DNA builds up in brain cells in the daytime and repair work is uh, reversed and the damage only during sleep. So it's really important. I, I was uh, reading actually about the Gizmos World Records as um, no longer accept sleep deprivation rec- records. Uh, and in 1963, this San Diego, this um, I guess high school student did, a, it did an experiment of 11 days, 264 hours without sleep. Of course, this is an extreme scenario, but uh, the first two days, he had trouble focusing his eyes, and then by day four, he was hallucinating, and then by the end of it, he was paranoid, um, memory fragmented, his speech slurred. I mean, I know that's, that's you know, extreme situation, but you, I all probably have at some point had some sleep, been sleep deprived and have had, uh, you know, less degrees of of some symptoms of our, you know, memory lapse, not being able to, to, to remember things. And you just, some of those, um, some of those things that just, you just can't put your thoughts together or you can almost feel a little bit uh, knee-jerk reactions. You're not able to process things or uh, respond as well. I think we all, all can probably have related to that at some point. Well, you know, I'm just listening to you and I'm thinking, I mean, we've all done our all-nighters, uh, you know, both in terms of back in the day in school and, and, and certainly work sometimes when the deadlines pile up. But I'm not so sure I've gone past, you know, 48 hours. I think I've done a couple of 48 hours without mm-hmm. sleep and, and even just with a day or two without sleep, I am slurring. I am sort of um, mm-hmm. not seeing things 100%. I, I definitely, uh, uh, you know, I'm falling asleep, sort of standing up kind of thing. I can't even imagine what it would be like to go 11 days. Uh, like, what about you? I mean, I know obviously the last, you know, nine or 10 years, but have you ever had problems sleep like when you're a teenager or a young adult? You know, I never really had a huge issue with sleeping. I, until probably about, um, 
three, you know, three and a half years ago with uh, Alexa, with daughter, um, our, our daughter Alexa, and of course with hormones and of course being woken up with a little one, uh, my whole my whole pattern was um, was completely broken, and it's the first time that I actually experienced, other than the occasional day or two, that I really experienced having to look at what I did to help get my sleep on track. Uh, and that I could, you know, really felt the effects of that. So that was something that I mean, a lot of people, a lot of times, I mean, are, there's a number of factors that can can affect our sleep. And a lot of it, um, you know, if it's not pain related, or if it's not, oftentimes, it's our own thoughts, and, and stress related, and um, sometimes our, our, uh, or just thinking or just overthinking and, and not being able to, to sleep from that or, or um, just... Uh, well, let's, 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 let's get into some of those tips in just a couple of minutes, but I, I, I also know it's important for, you know, people who care about their sleep and sort of might be having issues with sleep. I mean, there are a lot of people with sleep apnea issues, uh, insomnia issues. Uh, let, uh, just before we get into some of the best practices, some of the t- positive lifestyle tips that you can provide people when it comes to sleep and getting better sleep, uh, just how does it work? I mean, just break out the the concept of the types of sleep, the stages of sleep, and, and, and how many sleep cycles we need, including, you know, how many basic hours does the average person need in terms of sleep to stay healthy? Yeah, that's, I mean, they suggest seven, you know, seven hours, so anywhere, you know, seven to eight hours, um, up to, or seven to nine hours. Uh, but, you know, oftentimes people get sleep from six to nine, and there's an average sleep cycle sleep cycles of four to five, each being 90 minutes. So, you know, and you can say, okay, is it better to get eight hours or is it better to get seven hours? I mean, the, the best way of looking at it is you want to get not, you want to be able to not have broken sleep. You want to get through your sleep cycles. So when you're, if you're, if you're sleeping eight hours, but it's, it's, uh, your sleep is broken, it's better to have six hours where you've had solid sleep. So that's really important. And I can, you know, break down a little bit of talking a little bit about the stages of sleep. You know, when you start stage one, it's that lighter sleep where your heart rate and your breathing slow down, your brain producing the alpha and theta waves. Uh, state, you know, stage two where your heart rate and breathing still continue to slow further and your body temperature is dropping. And then when you're getting to stage three or four, that's that deeper sleep where your slower delta waves. And that's um, oftentimes harder to wake someone up in this state. You probably don't want to. That's really slumber, right? That's really the definition yeah. of deep slum- slumber. And that, and that's that, that is the outlet where the real body is repairing. That's the real repair stage, and you're you're stimulating the growth, uh, muscle repair. You're building up energy for the next day, uh, and that's so really really important that that deeper sleep. And then there's the REM, which is the the um, the brain becomes more active, and that's where your dreams occur. So you're able to consolidate and process information. So there's the non-REM, um, and then there's the REM. And so it's most of the stages are in the non-REM, and then the REM. That's where the, the brain becomes more active, and your dreams occur at that, that stage. Now, if if I've got this right, I mean the rapid eye movement, the 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 REM sleep that sort of happens earlier in the in in the cycle. And it, if if you're woken up or if you hear sounds sort of towards the end of a cycle, that's when you wake up. But if you do hear or if you if there are sounds when you're in the middle of that deep sleep, I mean it often isn't enough to wake a person up, right? No, some people. Uh, I mean, it's it's amazing how 
difficult it can be to, to wake somebody up in that state or um or they're just you know it's they're really out of it um you're there's you know really more startled in that state yeah and that's and that's such an important you know if, if you're not getting that repair sleep that's when you really start feeling the effects of it and, and and so you mentioned theta waves and 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 beta waves and stuff like that. That is really that sort of goes back to your analogy of rebooting the computer, rebooting the modem. Like it, it's mm-hmm. it's a place where the static gets sort of filtered out, isn't it? Not, yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's uh, I like that that uh, analogy. It kind of just about resetting yourself. It uh, it kind of gives that visual. It's it's to just re reprogram and reset uh, such a vital thing it's something we take for granted i think a lot of times you know we can push the limits and and i i just sort of think oh let's get another hour of uh you know finishing something off or or just thinking we could you know maybe stay up a little longer to to just you know watch that program or whatever it is but it's it's over the course after you know consistently that starts to add up if you're not getting the proper sleep I never watch television late at night. I'm never on Twitter or my smartphone night, right, never, late at night. Never, never, never. Absolutely not. I mean, I just can't even can't even imagine that. Hey, when you talk about that, I mean, staying up that extra hour just to get that that project done or whatever. I mean, that cuts into uh, optimal sleep. I know you've often said that uh, between 10 p.m. and 2 p.m. for most people's biorhythms, mm-hmm. uh, that is where they can get the the, the best sleep, right? Yeah, the 10 to 2 is, is a key time uh, for sure. If you can aim for 10 to 2, getting in, like, you know, getting to bed. But often, I mean, we can break that. The big thing is being able to trigger that melatonin. It naturally triggers at dusk. Um, and we interfere with it sometimes with our, you know, with our devices um, that we're using. We're on our phones. We're on that. That, that, that interferes with how we naturally trigger our melatonin to, to sort of wind down to get us into that into the into our sleepy state so i mean i think changing that's a that's a big thing making sure that our rooms you know your room is dark if you if you're not able to get one of those little uh sleep masks or something like that just things like that that can make a you know make an impact all the little things you know it's some of them are really basic that uh that you can do that help you uh overall those like sleep hygiene as they call it can uh, can overall impact your sleep. So, looking at things like that. Let's let's so, let's let's get to some of those just around the corner. Right? Some of the best practices, some of the tips in terms of how you can live your life in a way that optimizes your sleep. It's all coming just around the corner from Tanya Ritko of Team Purica on the Triskillian, the Purica Podcast. You're in the natural health zone with the Triskillian, the Purica Podcast. We're talking sleep and sleeping with Tanya Ritko of Team Purica. Uh, Tanya, you started to get into it there in terms of some of the things that, that people can do to uh, to get better sleep. Uh, you know, give us your checklist. Give us your coaching tips of, of other things. And I, I, I know from something you said earlier in this episode of the Triskelion, just the way you deal with things to reduce stress are often things that help you sort of enhance your sleep, right? Yeah, it's, uh, stress. I mean, for everything across the board, is such a factor. Getting into that parasympathetic state, that rest and digest, instead of uh, the fight or flight that we're often in that fight or you know that um, sympathetic state, nervous system state, where we're constantly in obviously our low grade stress, which is pretty chronic these days uh, with being on so much and 
everything being digital and everything you know expected now we're we're um we're definitely in more of a that fight or flight state so being able to get into more of a relaxed state overall during the day is going to help us in the evening when we have to and that a lot of times you know it's simple like diaphragmatic breathing just being able to like just get into that you know those deep breaths i sort of one of the things that um I, I did that I didn't realize like one of those, you know, oftentimes you, you don't even realize that maybe you're feeling some tension is uh, set my, my phone to be every like hour. And then just, I would check in with myself and just do um, some diaphragmatic or belly breathing. doesn't have to be complicated, but just taking a moment to just do those breaths can really help calm you and put you more into a parasympathetic state quite quickly. And some of the, some of the other things that I mean obviously exercising uh, they you know they say that they a tired dog is a, is a happy dog I yeah. mean I, I I guess it's the same for for us human beings as well uh, exercise obviously not only helps in terms of stress management but exercise has got to be something that can help us sleep better yeah absolutely and you can walk you know walk your stress off basically too. just getting getting out getting that exercise getting out in nature um one of the things to look at too is uh your caffeine um a lot of times we don't realize that if we take you know caffeine sometimes some people they can sleep like a baby and have caffeine late at night and no problem i know my brother-in-law is like that he could have have uh, some you know double shot espresso and uh, espresso and you know, 11 o'clock at night and, and sleep like a baby with me. I can't have anything after 12 o'clock. Yeah, there's no way. There's <laughs> yeah, there's no, no way. Just... You're like Sylvester the cat on the ceiling when you've had a double espresso. I mean, uh, I know. let's I not even uh, let's not even try to pretend about no. that, you know, so... I'm... Hey, I mean, with with, with, from with caffeine. what with, with me, I I can sort of really relate to that because there's sometimes where I feel wired up, I feel amped up, and I inherently know that it's not the right time to go to sleep. How? What are some of the other things that I might be able to do to go from sort of being a little bit amped up to get myself into more of a parasympathetic? parasympathetic uh, sort of letting it go a more ease situation uh, so I can fall asleep much easier well I, yeah I definitely think you know making sure that routine of of, of cutting out the devices um, for number one just actually what is your you know looking at our routine after before bed like I think going straight from your computer or straight from your phone to bed you know is not you know it's definitely going to impact impact our sleep um, and sometimes our thoughts, like writing down, we go to bed and then we're recycling the same thoughts in our mind, like writing it down, either journaling or getting it on, on paper and getting it off our mind. I know for me, that's something that I, that I need to do. Uh, just setting up, setting up the room to, to just not have anything, just, just have it, you know, dark and, and uh, just promoting, you know, just promoting that kind of calming and um, the other thing, not I too mean, warm, not too cool, right? Actually, having it cool, keeping it on the cooler side is is actually recommended for sure. Keeping it on the cooler side, and just you know, not having that big large meal. Uh, you know, you don't want to be having a big um, carb loaded or spicy meal just before before bed. 
that's that's probably not you know not so going to be that's a good idea. it that's my that problem hallelujah that's i got that. it now now <laughs> it go. now it all comes together for me we're talking to tanya ritko of team purica this is the triskillian the purica podcast we're talking sleep getting better sleep and sleeping better uh let's just shift gears here for a moment because you've talked about breathing diaphragmatic breathing you've talked about exercise uh, you talked about sort of walking in the forest you've talked about sort of decluttering your life to, to help yourself get to sleep and, and certainly maybe more reading and, and, and stretching before going to bed as opposed to TV and work and being on the computer and certainly being on our devices. So I, I've got that. I've got that in checklist form. But even if we do that, sometimes we can benefit from natural supplements. And I know that you've got a few go-to natural supplements that you use mm-hmm. in terms of sleep. But just uh, fill, fill, fill us in in terms of what you recommend in that regard. Yeah, definitely what I find and, and you know, a lot of the feedback has been with um, the three that, that to me are the you know, real winners in that category is um, you know, Purica Magnesium, um, the Red Rishi, and Ashwagandha. And, uh, you know, magnesium, I'm going to explain a little bit about magnesium because magnesium is an essential mineral. And it's basically a lot of when it comes to sleep, a lot of things are also, you know, impacted by stress. We're talking about stress. And uh, it's magnesium is responsible for three over 300 enzymatic processes in the body. So it's got so many different functions, muscle relief and, and uh, you know, bone, uh, just overall for health, it's essential. Uh, but one of the really, you know, important things to think about is that it you need adequate levels of magnesium are required to produce serotonin naturally in the body, which actually helps with mental function. If you don't have enough serotonin, you can feel depressed, anxious, and have sleep issues as well. So it's actually, that's that's really, um, you know, key importance. So if you're not getting an essential mineral, sometimes, uh, which a lot of times people aren't getting optimal levels of magnesium, so it's good to look at that. So I take I take one teaspoon uh, a day of uh, pure magnesium bisglycinate, and it's um, you know tasty form, just in a in a effervescent form, and it's you know it's one teaspoon is like 350 milligrams, so it's a perfect amount, and that's that's a really good way of making sure you get that optimal amount. And the other like is reishi, which um, is kind of known like as a chill pill, um, kind of it's just. It's an adaptogen, uh, but also immune modulator. But it just helps the body uh, better adapt to stress, helps balance energy. It's got a lot of calming benefits, along with, of course, um, immune pro- you know things to help with the immune system as well. But it's a really a uh, lot of lot of lot of studies, a lot of research on on red reishi. But it's definitely helpful for somebody who's looking to kind of turn it off a little bit and calm the calming. It has a lot of um, calming effects. Uh, Lindsay, Lindsay yeah. Barton of uh, Namaste Hiking Co., uh, she's talked mm-hmm. about Purica uh, ashwagandha as being something that, in her words, it sort of takes the edge off. And that's the real point. You don't want to try to go to sleep with, with any kind of edginess. I mean, edginess equals not good sleep. Mm-hmm. And so, so I'm hearing you say the essential mineral, Purica magnesium, uh, the Ayurvedic uh, herb, uh, Purica uh, ashwagandha, uh, and then, of course, Purica red reishi 
Hershey, uh, the medicinal mushroom, mm-hmm. as, as the chill pill. But I've also seen you uh, sort of dip into the, uh, you know, the fun Purica sensations and, and you know, mm-hmm. this evening calm and maybe a little bit of a, a chill vibe. But the evening calm, uh, yeah. if I'm not mistaken, that also includes the ashwagandha, right? Yeah, the evening calm I love as a like a, and one of the things about like sleep is sometimes your ritual, and this has kind of become my ritual, which is it's it's got red reishi and ashwagandha, um, and it's it in the cacao mix, and the red reishi is micronized mushroom, and it's uh, it's I love putting it's just a nice you know kind of looks like my nightcap, but in and I love I love like you're saying about the ashwagandha because um, it's the uh, pure uses the central version, which is been shown to reduce you know the cortisol levels which can also um, increase actually DHEA levels which restores helps restore the body balance after a stress response so it's got you know these these qualities in it and I and uh, it's just also one of those things that's a little bit nurturing because you have that that uh, that just kind of calming like a little you know tasty cup of a uh, cup of uh, cacao and in a in a nice you know little um little drink that night you should start taking it <laughs> uh, you know what i i'm all over the uh, uh purica red rishi uh, i i need to get more into the purica sensations uh especially because i mean hey what's not to like about combining micronized medicinal mushrooms organic with uh with mushroom cacao so listen i'm i'm you know, I know what my marching orders are. I'm going to take on some of these things. Uh, I'm also going to leave us with one last thought because one of the other things that, you know, you've alluded to is how sleep as a basic function helps reorganize, restructure, um, you know, our neurons and our thoughts and our various processes. Uh, that's why, I mean, you've also, I've heard you recommend in the past uh, journaling, uh, you know, before going to bed. Because mm-hmm. isn't that a nice way to sort of set the stage for the sleep way to reorganize yourself is that you sort of restructure saying that, Hey, I'm going to organize my thoughts so I don't have too many loose ends going to sleep. I think that that is definitely, especially depending on how you're wired. For me, I'm wired that way. I have a lot of thoughts that, and oftentimes the thoughts are often recycling the same thing over and over again in your mind. So if you get it on paper or get it out, you're just able to kind of put yourself in ease because before bed, one of the things they say is, you know, what are your thoughts just before bed? Like that's, that's really important to go to bed with some restful, um, positive thought, um, something, you know, you're grateful or something that you feel uh, that, that's, you know, makes you feel good before, before going to bed. So you're, because that'll impact your sleep as well. Well, this certainly makes me feel good in terms of knowing some of the basics of Sleep 101. I so appreciate you sharing uh, with the listeners of the Triskelia and the Pirica podcast some of these basic thoughts. I mean, I consider it Sleep 101. We'll have to get you back on uh, in the not-too-distant future and maybe do a Sleep 201. Um, Sweet dreams, Mm -hmm. babe. Thank you. (laughs) That's Tanya Ritko of Team Pirica. You've been listening to The Triskillian, the Purica podcast. Follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Purica Wellness and sign up for our e-newsletter at purica.com.